Welcome back to another episode of Crosses and Graces. I am Peter Holm, and today we are going to talk about the clergy and what to do whenever they are not doing what we want. So, big surprise here, newsflash, it actually falls back on us. But before we get started on that and we actually uh, go describe what we can do to make it better, I'm going to go and invite all of you right now. Please make sure to subscribe to the Restoring the Faith channel. Please make sure to go check out the Ecumen channel and subscribe there. If this video helps you, make sure to like it and throw comments in because I really enjoy reading those comments and helping to give you guys more information. And if you guys have a good topic idea, like this video is, thank you, CC, for throwing that at us. I'm happy to go and make more videos to answer your questions and to kind of give more detail. We'll go and just help make sure that you guys have a whole set of resources to go back to to help make sure that you guys can go and be better Catholics and help other people to be better Catholics by teaching them as well. So, all right. So again, that out of the way, let's get this started. So bad clergy, our fault. Why would I say that? <laughs> because God is just. And I know that when we talk to Protestants, they're all about God's mercy. And Catholics are definitely big on God's mercy. Why? Because God has infinite mercy. In addition, though, God has infinite justice. And when we look at the clergy that God gave us, he gives us only what we deserve, because that's just. And many of the clergy nowadays, as we can all see, are not acting like Jesus Christ. We are confident, unfortunately, that many of them, when pressed, would not take up a cross and go to the top of Calvary and be nailed to it to defend our Lord and to defend every single belief that he expressed and taught us while he was here on earth. They would not go to their deaths like the apostles. They would not be persecuted in public and lose their popularity or their money or what have you based on their behavior. Is this all of them? Thankfully, no. Unfortunately, it's too many of them. And we have to remember that Christ didn't die on that cross, suffering there for hours in agony after all of the punishments and after all of the calumny, unjust punishments, mind you. All of this pain and offense afflicted against God. He didn't do that so he could just be like, oh, yay. Isn't that amazing? Oh, that's I couldn't do any of that. If it's just about us making statements and just about us admiring him, we miss the boat. Christ didn't do that so we could look at him. Christ did that so we could follow him. And in the end, I and you and every other human who ever existed on this earth will never be able to suffer the torments that were inflicted through Christ's passion all the way to his crucifixion and death. Okay. And that's understandable. So in that sense, yeah, we can't do that piece. However, we all have to get on that cross. We all have to go up and we all have to be nailed to it in our own way with whatever God permits and all of those chastisements come down on us. So it wasn't so that we could sit there and again, admire. It was so we could do. It, charity is not an act of heartlessness or just some, I'm going to throw some money at people. Charity is the ability to go on a cross for somebody else, for your family, for your wife, most importantly, for God's glory, you need to be able to go on that cross. St. John Eude said that we get the clergy we deserve. 
And before we complain about Pope Francis or Father James Martin or anybody else, do an introspection of yourself and ask, do I deserve better priests than I actually have today? Or have my sins justified a separation with me and God that would be inflicted or allowed to get larger all because of the fact that I didn't do enough to make sure that I'm going to get those good priests. And this is actually complete justice. And I'm going to foot stomp. Not one of us is perfect. I am not perfect. I am a sinner and I have made many mistakes. And although I try over and over to avoid going back down that road and falling back in again to make more mistakes and causing more damage to more people's lives and their well-being or their health or what their money would have you, all of these mistakes that I have made throughout the years of my life, let alone the offenses against God, that that's the worst part. I have a perfect God who gave me the grace and I was like, nah, man, I got this. Hold my beer and made a very, uh, we'll go with heinous in certain instances and disgraceful series of failures in all different ways. And unfortunately, I'm not alone. There are many people who have made all manner of mistakes in their lives at all different levels of all different types. And unfortunately, every offense against God, because he's an infinite God, is an infinite offense. All right. So now if we put all that together, who's to blame for all the mess we have with bad clerics? We are. Okay. You are all of us together. And that means God gave us grace to solve a problem, to act like him, to do good. And we said, no, we refused God. We sinned. And then did we go and atone immediately or did we go clean it all up? And did we go make amends and repayments and fix all the damage that we caused and spend time in prayer and penance? Anything to go and make it up? Because every single time we didn't do that, all of those are still out there. So we go and say, look at all this atonement that probably hasn't been done, not only for our sins, but let's just go beyond Catholics now. Let's go beyond Christians. And I will, first, we'll start beyond Catholics. How many Protestants atone for their sins and take time to sit there and go, I messed up today. I need to go back in prayer and do good deeds for God to make up for that sin, that wrong I just caused, as opposed to just believing that, well, Christ died on a cross, so I'm just going to make offenses and then just think about him on a cross. And maybe that'll do something. No, not at all. We have to go and do good. good. Our works are Christ's. We have to work through him to make this thing better. Are we doing that? You got to ask yourself, okay? And then when we go beyond that, non-Catholics, how many non-Catholics even know God or even are trying to get onto a cross to atone for anything or pray or make right the wrongs we have inflicted against God? None. So they just make it worse. So there's billions and billions of sins going on in this world every single day. And assuming every single person in this world committed only three sins a day, it's 21 billion sins that we have committed and 21 billion times we have offended God. How much do you think he's going to say, maybe you guys don't deserve what I'm giving you? We have to think about that, okay? In the end, that means all of the blame comes back to us. We failed in our minds. We failed in our hearts. We failed with our words, and we failed with our hands. We have not done what we needed to do to glorify God, to suffer for him, and experience this life as he did. And instead, we tried to run from our, our problems and go from there. And when we run from sin... This is us showing in our personal behavior an inability to fulfill God's commandments and therefore 
begging God to drop justice upon us to pay us back for the offenses that we are not going to atone for. He will give us, it's almost merciful at the same time, and say, all right, fine, you're not going to go and do it yourselves. You're not going to change course. I'll change it for you. So when he does that, we have an option. Again, back to more mercy here. He's giving us an option when chastisements fall upon us to choose to gracefully accept what he's giving us or we can fight him. But there's only two options. In our hearts, in our minds, and in our actions, we either accept the chastisements that fall upon us, that he allows to befall us in all those pains and sufferings, or we fight him. If we fight him, we're back into more sin and we've made it worse. So all of that said, if we're going to look at this honestly and understand that there is an equation here, there's an economy of grace, and we have taken a lot from God without any payback to him, without any glory to him, we got to clean that whole situation up, right? This is how we clean it, okay? What we're going to do, we have multiple things we can do here, but what we're looking at, masses, prayers, penances, and tithing, okay? And tithing and penance can be similar, but I kind of explain what I'm talking about here. So masses, yes, we go to mass, okay? By the time you get to the consecration, so the priest is going to elevate and give everything to God, give the Father, the Son's offering of himself, body, blood, soul, and divinity, empowered by the Holy Spirit, requested by the priest, supported by all of us in the back. That is an infinite gift of God to himself. And we only benefit from that if we join ourselves in that sacrifice and commit ourselves to giving Christ to his Father and clean out all the garbage that we have made for ourselves in the period between the last Mass, when we could have made better on it, and this one. So you have that, okay? So you in your minds, in your hearts, silent prayer, you're uniting yourselves to that sacrifice. Awesome. In addition, contact your priests and figure out if you can go and give him the stipends so he can offer masses for your intentions. Because then you can sit there and say, can you do a mass for reparations for these types of sins? Sins against the sixth commandment. My sins, sins of my family, sins of my city, sins of my country, whatever. You find the intentions. This is why we can offer masses for conversions and a whole bunch of other stuff. But we're then focusing God's infinite rewards and graces on people so they can benefit, okay? Masses are essential. There is nothing more important or valuable in the Catholic religion than the Mass. The Mass itself has within it the sacrament of the Eucharist. So cool. And the only way all the rest of that all works is with the rest of the sacraments. Sacraments are the other way we can get grace to help clean this up. Um, and this is where we'll get to that in a minute. The prayers. So in addition to Masses, prayers. You need to be saying prayers all the time, people. If you do not have a prayerful relationship with God, you will not be saved. And I want to say it was St. Alphonsus who actually talked about that. If you have no prayer life, you have no salvation. You better be on some sort of a dialogue with God, okay? You dialogue with Jesus Christ. You dialogue with the saints because the saints are going to make everything that you say better. And you need to figure out how you're going and connecting all the stuff you need and all the stuff you fail at together so that 
God hears that, oh, you know you have a problem, and oh, you know you need grace, and you're atoning because you're like, oh, you're sorry for all of your sins, and all of these prayers are actually now building back up the level against what he's given you, make up for it, okay? And your goal, our goal, Catholic's goal, don't just make up for the sins you committed. You have the sins everybody else committed, <laughs> and you have to go and work, 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 ideally, to get your atonement and all of your gifts back to God, your glorification of him, better exceed all of the sins and wrongs you have committed so that you can help make other people's lives better. But that's on you. That's on me. That's what we do as Catholics because the rest of the world's not going to do it. So we got a choice. Okay. We do it or we don't, but prayers are essential. Rosary is probably the best one you can do. You have a bunch of preform prayers out there. It's why it's great being a Catholic. You don't have to write these yourself. You just look them up. All right. The Ecumen page on YouTube has a bunch of these out there, so go find the prayers that I have. If there's other prayers you're looking for, throw me notes in terms of what prayers for what situations. There are so many out there, easy to help, and you can freeform prayers too. That's fine, okay? You're going to ask certain saints for intercession because certain saints are good at stuff, and that's why they're there. And there's also Christ, and you can talk to Christ directly, okay? Or it's good to be Catholic. But pray, always pray, have a prayer routine where you start it in the morning, you pray at night, think about how you're doing all of your acts of contrition, because you're going to need to add that on top of your sacrament of penance. Then we'll move into that one now, penance. So the sacrament of penance, all right? You need to atone for all the sins you've committed. The only way to get right with God is go to confession, all right? Go and talk to the priest in that confessional. Tell him everything you've done wrong. Do not hold anything back and have full intention of never going back and doing it again, all right? That helps atone for sins. The priest is going to give you the penance that you need to do in order to close out that sacrament. So take care of that penance, but don't think you're done. Atonement then involves the rest of the things we're going to talk about. So not only do you have then masses and prayers, and in terms of penance, we have the sacrament of penance, but in addition, you have fasting, you have abstinence from meat, you have abstinence from sweets, you have abstinence from alcohol. Even if all you do is abstain from it for a 24-hour period, that's good. That's a good start, okay? Any penances can be offered up as long as you are properly disposed loving God, glorifying him and knowing what you're meaning to do with that, it works really well. Okay. Penances, penances, penances. Do not stop doing penances. This is what the angel said at Fatima, penance, penance, penance. They mean it. Okay. No one else in this world is doing penance except for Catholics. So you better go and do your fair share and probably more than that. So we can make things better for a lot of people out there and glorify God. Okay. And lastly, tithing. We all got money. Okay. And some of us don't have much money. The whole thing is, is tithing though, it goes back to the 10%, okay? So the Hebrew tithe is 10%. That's where it comes from out of the Bible. Tithing means you're looking at about 10% of your take-home pay is what really needs to go to someone, okay? And I get it. Right now, our clergy, mm, they're a little iffy. So if you don't give it to the plates to go to the dio to diocesan uh, functions. You don't want to go to the diocese. You don't want to go to the bishop because you're worried about how the money's going to go. Obviously, Peter's Pence right now and things like that. Okay, I understand. But you have good seminaries out there. Okay, Our Lady of Guadalupe Seminary and others like it, which are quality seminaries where you can send your money and you know that that money will be used to form a seminarian properly in the Catholic faith. So that seminarian will become a priest to administer sacraments to help make things better. And going back to, do you want better priests? 
How about seminaries? Okay. In addition to those seminaries, wherever the seminaries are that you can find to donate money to, donate money to the good charities that you know that are out there that are actually going and espousing Catholic truths. We're not talking about social justice or immigration or any other weird worldly crap. Okay. We're talking about useful functions that are Christian for the glory of God that he has told us to do, okay? And so that is back to the corporal works of mercy and spiritual works of mercy, and then the saints and all these devotions. If you can find those charities, that's what I'm talking about, okay? So do your research, investigate well. But again, we got masses, we got prayers, we got penance, the sacrament and the actions, and we have tithing, okay? Take care of all of those things. And if all of us do it together, guess what's going to happen? Things can get better, okay? And the last thing, just as an observation here, just because we go and start doing good things does not mean this gets easier for us, okay? There are many instances in history where Catholics have had many toils fall upon them in trials because so many people turned away that the only way God was going to be pleased was through persecutions and ultimately martyrdom. And all of us need to be ready to go and deal with all of these things happily, like the early Christians did, like Christ did, going to our end for the glory of God so that this world may be cleansed of all the garbage that's out there and everyone can actually be closer to God and we will sanctify everything because we become the conduits for Christ's grace. His blood washing over everything. There are so many opportunities for us right now. The harder things get, you can do all of these things. Be happy about God that he's going to win here he already has one in heaven and be happy about the fact that all of us can be improved and many souls will be saved by these actions okay bad clergy do not let them get you down they are not going to educate you well so you go educate yourselves and we have videos on here on the restoring the faith channel to do just that educate yourselves find communities where you can be catholic and they will talk about catholic things all of this can be done okay you have this opportunity right now in your hands because God has given us an opportunity to suffer and sacrifice for him. You're going to take him up on it. And should we be surprised that our clerics are the vehicle by which God would allow justice to befall us? No, it's our fault. There's other Catholics. It's their faults too. All together we share this. So let's go and accept what's happened. Let's clean this mess up. All right, let's make it better. Let's be good Catholics who know how to suffer well in the same spirit of the Catholics of old, of the first three centuries of the church, when they were getting persecuted and chased around and celebrating masses in private. We can do that. All right. God's given us the grace that we can make this good. Come on, let's take care of it. Right? So are you ready to work together with all of us for the purification of not only the clergy, but the laity so we can glorify God and make this all better again, all in. So I hope you're with me. Thanks again for another great episode. Again, subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to the Ecumen channel. If you like this video, like it down below. Hit that like button and throw me comments. I'll answer whatever I can. Again, if there's something else you want to see, tell me. We'll make it happen. All right. Until next time, St. Joseph, pray for us. And take care.